First off, we're here in Chicago um, on the day of your first performance ever. And despite making music for as long as you have, uh, you've never actually performed before. So I'm wondering, like, what are your thoughts going into the performance? Are you excited? Do you have any anxiety or anything like that? Or no? I'm excited, bro. I'm not really nervous because, like, I'm here with people that fuck with me. Like, even if the crowd doesn't fuck with me, they're going to fuck with my friends here, fuck with me, you know. And plus, it's like a pretty open crowd. I mean, High C is there, Braxton Knight and shit like that. Even if they don't know the words, I mean, just vibe with it, you know. I spell Vasto three fucking times in one of the songs. So yeah. <laughs> you better learn, bro. If you don't like the music, fuck with the vibration. Do something, bro. Don't just be standing there, bro. And getting up in front of a crowd like you will be tonight raises the question, since the beginning of like your career, you've pretty much remained like a largely like faceless artist. But a couple weeks back, you bucked that trend by just posting your face like pretty nonchalantly. And now, of course, you're appearing on camera in this interview. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is there anything that like made you change your mind and just sort of decide to start Bro, keep phone? it a fucking bean, bro. I was not trying to show my face. I was at the studio with Midwest, bro, and I left the fucking glow mask. So I got to show my face. What the fuck I'm going to do? Just be like, nah, I don't want to go to this show. Don't be a fucking pussy, bro. No, bro. You better go, nigga. And then in addition to remaining faceless, I understand that you also had like a four or five month long period recently where you couldn't really record music that much because oh. of computer problems. And I feel like a lot of people have like taken breaks that long <sighs> and like been like just, just decided to like not release music for that long. But I haven't really heard of another instance in which someone was like forced to not make music yeah. for that long. So I'm wondering like, are there any lessons that you learned from spending so much time away from music or do you just kind of view that as like a bump in the road in your career? I think that shit woke me up because like my parents did a good job raising me, but I feel like they kind of left out the whole like self-sustainability because like I'm getting like kind of older like I'm 19 now I feel like I learned a little bit more of that because I had to get my own job and figure out my own schedule paying my own bills and shit especially because I didn't have any games to focus on and I was like sad as fuck I was bored all the time because I don't really have IRLs like that there's a clip in regular show where Mordecai he's like depressed because of more because of Margaret, Margaret he's yeah. like uh, that was it's dead like all disheveled and shit and he hasn't I showered in a felt month like i was in fucking solitary confinement just staring at four walls at all times mm -hmm. looking at a desk with no computer on it. even when i did get my pc back i was like damn do i really want to keep doing music as much as i want to like this shit seems like kind of a hobby like i'm focusing on work so much like ugh. Mm -hmm. is this is what is uh, being adult is like bro do i have to give up on my dream yeah like a little peter pan moment for you or something nah dead ass bro i can't be young forever <laughs> right. next i think anybody that's spoken to you for longer than a few minutes will understand that you are never in short supply of hot takes, particularly in the realm of cartoons and anime. So how about I give you the time to air some of your hottest takes, uh, starting Emmy. with your starting with your opinions on Steven Universe. That shit is ass, bro. <laughs> that shit is ass, bro. Season one and two, cool, bro. Peridot drains the entire like beach city of all of its water and goes on some depressive episode. And then Steven, through the power of fucking friendship, doesn't even fight her because he can't. He, she would kill him. Beats her. So she gives all the water back. She's chilling with Peridot and then randomly she remembers this bitch that had her trapped in the ocean. Mm. You're not there anymore. The fuck are you worried about? Season one and two, the world was get, well, about to fucking get blown up or some shit. Mm. Something like that. It was like a big ass hand that came from space. I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Mm. Now we playing baseball, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other hot takes out there? You said you were you were about to you were getting were you MHA getting, is ass too, bro. What it's is just my hero academia uh, people always tell me bro it's a shonen so of course it's gonna be like naruto but it's just like think about it bro the story is the same bro little mm -hmm. kid trying to be the best at whatever he's trying to do hokage or a number one hero right mm -hmm. you got the tournament arc with a bunch of kids and then the villains breaking that's the tuning exams bro i feel like the western side has the comic and cartoon thing japan like they have the like anime all the way down like by far should mordecai have stayed with cj Yes, bro. Yes, bro. What the fuck was he doing, bro? Really? Because I feel like a lot of people would disagree with you on that. I feel like they like... Most people will agree with me. Are you crazy? Really? Comment, bro. 
Comment down below if you think CJ, if you think Mordecai should just stay with CJ. Come on, bro. But Why would he go with Margaret, bro? Mordecai's life was okay. He was perfectly fine until she just randomly wanted to come back and fuck with that. She knew he was happy. I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like CJ and Mordecai weren't the best couple, though. They were getting there, bro. They were, I mean, yeah, I guess you could argue that they had their problems. Bro, Mordecai didn't even fucking brush his teeth at first. <laughs> he didn't even brush his teeth at first when he was with Margaret, bro. Oh, what? So that's Margaret's fault? No, that's just saying, like, they just had a rocky start, bro. That's fair, I guess. Yeah, Mordecai definitely had a lot so to learn. CJ is a little bipolar, bro. It's okay. Bro. Yeah, she's she's more than a little bipolar. Come on now, she's a little more. She's a little more than a little it's bipolar. It's okay, bro. I feel like Mordecai needs that though. No, the fuck he does not. Mordecai be doing dumb shit with Rigby. Yeah, he does. It's yeah. like how Eileen corrects Rigby. Yeah, Eileen corrects Rigby by Rigby doing dumb shit. Eileen's smart and like considerate and like puts him in check and says like, hey, this is stupid. You shouldn't do that. You want somebody who's bipolar does cancel out. But she's gonna be friends with Eileen, so Eileen's I gonna guess, like but... talk to her and shit. On an adjacent note, in the past few years, we've seen a lot of games uh, like Club Penguin or Toontown getting like remastered or fan reworks so i'm wondering like are there any other games like those or maybe something from like the xbox 360 or ps3 generation that you think deserves a second lease on life fusion fall bro fusion fall that's really fusion funny fall fusion fall is the other example i was gonna use yeah fusion fall would be crazy remastered fusion fall like you know it exists right remastered remastered fusion fall exists really yeah it exists like a fan rework like a recoded sort of thing yeah. really yeah it exists that's yeah. hard i gotta check that out another game i feel like should get uh reworked dark stalkers it's like this obscure capcom fighting series but like everybody that's into it is super into it and it's like bro if that got a remaster that shit would go crazy it would be such a fun game i feel like it would be good for fight game community recently tropes tweeted uh that if they hear a rage beat in their email they click off of it in less than a second and, Facts. and although yeah although rage beats are pretty low-hanging fruit i'm wondering do you have any sort of pet peeves when it comes to like techniques or just sounds or anything of the sort when it comes to production some shit will be clean fire first 808 is amazing and then just out of nowhere to 15 more bro <laughs> stop doing that shit if you're gonna do it make it make sense don't just put in random 808s, bro. I feel like they pick the 808s before they make the pattern. Be simple, bro. Think about like Wheezy. Every beat is almost the same, bro. No disrespect to Wheezy, but that, that shit is hard. You have to give the rapper room to fucking rap. And a lot of people usually have like hella anxiety like going to a studio for the first time, but I understand you actually had a pretty healthy and like fun experience at one yeah. recently. So can you walk us through that day and what you took away from it? I woke up one day, Midwest was in Chicago. He texted me, he was like, come to the studio. I'm like, what? Got dressed, got cleaned up, bro. I walked in with this photographer. I meet this photographer. It's crazy that we walk and pull up at the exact same time. I didn't know which button to press on the building, but he did. So I'm like, let me let him press it so yeah. I can just get in. But guess what? He presses the button and they say, who are you here for? I'm for the Midwest show. I'm like bet bro i'm there too bro i got in there it was cool i met like a bunch of people uh cgm ceo beats he seemed chill as fuck bro i got in there and watched midwest go through beats for a while that shit was cool he tried to get me to hop on some shit i wasn't like nervous to record it's just i'm so used to recording in my room not used to it you yeah. know i have to find my my bag first but i feel like if i stayed in there i would have got, got in my bag a little bit it's just harder for me to um work with somebody else's settings bro it's like when you go over to somebody else's house to play smash and they have completely different controls bro like what is this or like going to somebody's house and like with their TV remote and it's like what the fuck am yeah, I looking at? Yeah, you have Comcast, they have AT and T and shit. It's like terrifying. Like what the oh fuck God, am I looking like, at? Like yeah. what the fuck? I mean, how do I go to SpongeBob? And I feel like that story exemplifies that you're like a really fucking good storyteller when it comes to like like breaking down the specifics of like individual days and shit. Considering how long you've been around, I'm wondering are there any other like funny instances off the top of your head of like funny interactions or stories you've ever run into in your time in the community? I got memories, but they're not in the community. Yeah, right, anything, anything. Yeah, shit? sure, anything. Yeah, bro, I'm pretty sure this nigga, his whole life is fucked now, bro. Like, 
him. He has to be fucked in the head after this shit, bro. This is like seventh, sixth grade, some shit like this, bro. This is the prime age where motherfuckers pants and people in school, bro. Right. This nigga didn't have no belt. He didn't have his zipper. He just walking around half sagging and shit. Somebody put pants in him. Boxes come down too, bro. The girl's sitting there laughing at him and shit. That's so unfortunate. So, like, he just was sitting there depressed for, like, the rest of the year. And I transferred mid-year, so I don't know where he's at in life, bro. And then on the topic of production, when looking through uh, your drops, a good chunk of them are self-produced, but also quite a few are produced by other people. So I'm wondering, like, when you were just starting out, did you find it easier or more difficult to hop on other people's shit versus your own? I never really thought about it as being difficult. I just kind of thought about it as it's another beat. I mean, I hopped on a style that I never really heard that much about or studied. Like, all I heard was, like, three Digicore songs, and then I just made some shit. If anything, it was harder for me to hop on beats that were barely digicore when I was aiming to make that type shit. Since that was so hard, that made me develop my own style. So I'm glad it was a challenge. In the past few years, we've seen a lot of discussion back and forth on like the upsides and downsides of of like people who like portray themselves to like live a certain lifestyle, whether it be like drugs, money, all that shit, but not like actually doing it. I think like a prime example of that is like Vizzy. Like I love Vizzy, awesome dude just does not do any of the shit he raps about. So I'm wondering, like, what do you think are some of the pros and cons of that, like, lyrical broadening of people, like, rapping about shit they don't necessarily back up? People look at rap at, a, at like, two different ways. There's people that look at rap as if if you're not telling the truth, it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's things that somebody that's actually killed 15 people would probably never rap about or mm-hmm. think about it in the way as somebody that probably hasn't. Like, the way they think about it and they could lyrically deliver it is just different. I just, I don't know, bro. I just feel like you should just listen to it for either they're using their voice as an instrument or they're just making some punchlines. there are bonus points to when you say some shit you actually did like king von like it gives you bonus points it makes it harder but like come on now that doesn't mean everybody else can't rap and uh immediately before this interview we actually went to go get a uh, wing stop which is my first time ever having it it got me thinking let's say tomorrow a fast food place hits you up asking you to create the vasto meal what fast food place is it at and what is the Vasto meal? I think it's simple. Like, I think I just have a bunch of shit that I just have. I used to eat a lot as a kid that is just like my go-to quick thing. Like, sometimes I'll go to like McDonald's for like this quick thing called a daily double and then like 10 nuggets and fries, bro. It would be like kind of like a four for four, like some cheap shit. Anything extravagant in there or just like a Wendy's four for four, but it's called the Vasto meal? Facts. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, no matter how many new artists you discover, it seems like there's always like a million more popping their heads up whenever you turn your back. So I'm wondering if you could pick a handful of artists to put our listeners on right now who'd you pick jalu mm-hmm. psych ellie alma they're in the room yeah they're right the other in the other room right there that would be crazy yeah that'd be hell. crazy if you just like didn't say them oh, yeah they're God, in the other room bro. right now yeah i'm just gonna go down my discord dms bro <laughs> and just shout out my homies bro because that's really all it is nova stein uh soul solange they changed their name i'm not about to even try to pronounce it bro they know who they were they used to be internet freak bro baby azul Freger. those are my twins bro rachel lee elliot and then on a similar note you've collaborated with quite a few people over the years but i can imagine there's still plenty more you want to work with so so oh, and Taz. Let me shout out Taz. Okay, friend. right, Taz. And then if you could pick any other people that like as like dream collaborators, who would you pick? Dream collaboration? Bro, MF Doom, bro. MF Doom would be insane. That yeah. would be crazy. Like, people don't think I could rap on some shit like that, bro. But I feel like if I really got in a, a like the, in that bag, bro, mm-hmm. and practiced it, me and MF Doom, some shit, prob me and Earl. Mm-hmm. Earl Swisher type yeah, I feel like me, Earl, Tyler, and MF Doom on a crazy ass song. I mean, rest in peace, bro. Obviously, that could never happen type shit. On some old bastard type shit. Mm-hmm. Even though I know they don't want to make shit like that. It's just, that's my dream shit. Because I used to listen to that shit. That was my playlist. Those are my top three throughout middle school, high school. So I'm like, damn, that would be crazy. In terms of artists that is like somebody that I would realistically, like Sosa. Just about any of the Chicago goes really like dirt. I fuck with C. Da Hancho. I feel like me and C. Da Hancho would be crazy. We both have like crazy ass flows. Want to work with Can Can. I feel like 
like the Drake one has got to go in there, bro. Mm. Because I feel like, like Dirk said, bro, that shit is insurance. Like, if I'm ready to retire, <laughs> I could just drop a fucking Drake feature. Right. Drop yeah. the song with the Drake feature, and I'm chilling on God, my kids, my grandkids eating good. So, yeah. like, that's it. And then, uh, finally, you've already really come a long way this year, and I'm super excited for both your performance tonight and what you got going forward. So, I'm wondering, like, what are you looking to accomplish for the years through? What can we expect from Vasto going forward? Um, I don't know. I feel like just drop some more, get a song that really pops. Just to try to get about the ball rolling a little bit more, you know? Like, I feel like I've been consistent. I just want to, like, elevate to the another level of artists right now. Okay, awesome. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, thank you so much for moving. Yes, dog. sir. Let's go.